Welcome to the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast, a podcast designed for NACAP members, prospective students, and their families. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Higher Education, Higher Purpose podcast. My name is Phil Cook. And I am Heidi Sturm, the Director of Marketing and Communications. And we both work for NACAP, and we're so pleased that you're here to be a part of this podcast series. We're very excited about our guest today. She's kind of a legend. She's kind of a big deal in the NACAP world, and she's also a part of our home team. So we're so pleased that Janet Pargetter is with us here today. I'm going to introduce her, and then, Janet, we'll get to, to for our guest to hear more about you. She's not a stranger to NACAP. Uh, in June of 2022, Janet concluded 22 years at Grace Christian School in Anchorage, Alaska. For many years, she encouraged seniors in their post-high school decisions. She pioneered the Anchorage Christian College Fair. She participated in NACAP's college certification, counselor certification program. It was the first cohort we ever had. And she served on NACAP's board of directors. Those are just a few of the many highlights of her 17 years in guidance counselor role. Now she's retired from her work at Grace, but she's taken up service here at NACAP and she's our K-12 member coordinator. I want Janet to tell you this in just a second, but providing opportunities for counselors to encourage, share ideas, and learn from each other is the ultimate dream job. And Alaska is her home, as we mentioned. Janet's husband and her husband, Tom, they work and develop their property. They boat and fish and make salmon for a whole lot of people, get salmon for other people. Alaskan summers, even enduring the winters. And of course, she has spends time with her kids and especially her grandkids. Janet, we're so pleased you're here with us today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited about it. Well, we're glad you're here. And one of the things we, we didn't read in your intro, because I want you to talk about this, but it says that that not just networking, but building friendships with other Christian high school counselors that is invigorating and encouraging and helps us do our jobs better. It's our superpower. That's why you worked for so many years in, in, in your role. Tell us, tell us more about that and, and why you did that, what you mean by the superpower. Well, I think uh, the relationships with other counselors and gleaning from them, their knowledge and experiences in guidance counseling is what makes us good at our jobs. Not only is it invigorating and it breathes life and uh, gives us value and worth self-worth. Uh, it, it does all of that, but that's why I call it our superpower because I, I think it's what creates in us the ability to keep doing what we're doing. It's not always easy. Normally, we're the only ones in the building, uh, the school, if you will, that do this job. And, and unless you've done it, no one knows what all it entails. Mm -hmm. Even and that's why some of us get suckered into doing it because we think, you know, you, you have the front of the house, everything you see, we do out in front that we're highly visible things, helping kids and things like that. But there's behind the scenes, ordering tests on time, dealing with crisis, students in crisis, the emotional up and downs of getting college information and decisions, the overwhelming factor parents and students feel when you're feeding them all this information about what to do, post high school decisions. It's its overwhelming. And so that's kind of the back of the house. And you don't know all that until you actually start doing it. And so it's kind of a lonely job. And so that's why I say our, the, the superpower is with other believers, 
Christian school, Christian counselors, uh, being mm-hmm. with them gives us the ability, sustains us, I feel like. And it's that's why I'm so uh, advocate for it, promote it, constantly talk about it. Well, you mentioned this, um, uh, uh, connecting to other counselors and for the hundreds of counselors that are part of our membership and those that may just sneak on in here and hear this and, and hear more about it. At what point you, you went from beginning your role in NACAP of being connected to NACAP to then making the transition to give back. So there are probably two sets, two groups out there, folks that are new in the industry. Mm-hmm. What kind of encouragement would you have for them right off the top? What what would you say, this is what, what keeps you going as a new counselor, but then also when you shifted to giving back and mentoring, how did you navigate that? There are two sets of groups two different kinds of people listening, what kind of encouragement do you have to both of those groups? Right. Well, to the new counselor, we've all been there. We've, we, we, in every job any of us have ever had, we've all had a first day, a first week, a first month, a first year of learning and navigating that role. And, and some of what that entails, not all of it, you know, because it seems like the next year there's more or something new and something different. Every year, even my 17th year as the guidance counselor, I just, I remember laughing. I can't even remember what it was, but I'm like, oh, you would think I would have done that after 17 years of being in this role. What a great idea. You know, so there's yeah. always something new and different, to, which makes the networking again so valuable. You hear somebody else say that and you're like, duh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll just say that that that's, would be my encouragement. Get to know other counselors uh, in your area across our NACAP network of counselors. They're amazing people that want to share their wealth of knowledge and experiences. I've never had anybody hold back or not want to give us a document or share something. You know, I think in general, teachers or educators are like that, but especially counselors. We're not competing for students. We're all working together to help students go on to that next chapter of their life post high school and help them navigate that decision and that path and those different ways they want to do that and what they're exploring. Hopefully their life calling, you know, as believers, God's created us for something. Everybody has been created for something. And that doesn't stop after high school graduation. You know, and I tell senior night at Grace, as you know, we have it really early in the year. Uh, In fact, I think it's tonight at Grace Christian School in Anchorage. And, uh, you know, I tell the parents and these students who are looking to the end of this year going, what do I do now? All through school, kindergarten, you knew you were going to first grade the next year. You know, seventh grade, you knew you were going to eighth grade, et cetera, et cetera. Now, all of a sudden, that's come to a, a, a big change and why in the road, if you will. And so it's overwhelming to them. So for those new counselors, encouraging them to continue to, re- or to reach out to those counselors in their area, create those networks, whether you're doing it through NACAP or some other organization, your local community, some places have counselor uh, groups, fellowships, if you will, get involved in those because it will be your best friend. It, it, you will re- you'll ask them questions. Uh, you know, I could segue to talking about the listserv here, why we started the listserv for NACAP for the K-12 constituents is because of, uh, our, our, how we communicate like that all the time, share, ask questions, share information, experiences, et cetera, et cetera. As far as um, 
uh, mentoring or having helping new people. I think that's just natural for us uh, yeah. in this role. I mean, I think maybe it's the role of a counselor <laughs> is to uh, just be willing to help and and do whatever we can because uh, we're we're all in it together. We're we're better together. We're in it together, mm-hmm. and we want to help those students. And so, sharing that information, I think, is just natural uh, for those of us in this role. Well, I can't think of anyone better in our industry, not just because you're one of us now, but you've always been one of us who's done this better than you. Um, so we're talking with Janet Pargetter here on the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast and gleaning from her uh, years of experience um, in the industry and what she's done and, and how, how, how her expertise in this area. You mentioned real quickly, we want to tell us a little bit about your, your experience in Anchorage, in Alaska, but your work on the field. What, what are the takeaways from your experience now looking back, looking through the rearview mirror, reminiscing on the best part of being a counselor and, 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 and how that invigorated you to do the work that you did so well for so many years? Oh, there's so many good parts to that. Uh, you know, I think when you visit a campus, a college campus, especially a Christian college, I, I've shared this before with lots of counselors. I was fortunate to have my administrator encourage me to promote Christian higher ed. Not everybody has that type of advantage, but you know, at, at Christian schools, not everybody may be a believer at our school. We understand that. Even though we're mm-hmm. Christian schools, they may be involved in churches and things like that, but they may not necessarily be have a transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. But I'm going to make that assumption and use God's truth and gr- through mm-hmm. great graciousness and be gracious about it, but talk to people about culture and things like that and attending a higher ed institution that is like what they've already experienced. And sometimes students don't want to do that because they don't want to go to another Grace Christian school. And I'm, and you know, and so having the opportunity to encourage them to visit, it's not mm-hmm. like that. College is never, ever like your high school, no matter right. the size of institution you attend. It's not like your high school, I promise. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're not in Kansas anymore, right? So, uh, but, you know, being in Alaska, we're pretty far away. And so traveling to, to campuses and things can be a little bit of a, uh, takes longer, it usually takes a full day to get to the, not just to the lower 48, but to the institution you want to visit and, you know, and so, and taking advantage, uh, airfares and things like that. So it's, it's tricky. But, to have a student be on a campus and to say, think to myself, oh my goodness, I can totally see this student here and encourage them to go visit and they actually buy into that as well. It, that's so rewarding. And not only do they end up going there, but they complete the the four years graduate and go on and now they're working on other degrees and in the in their professionals that's very rewarding and i think that's a, a little when you do trust the lord and and uh, you're relying on him and you're conveying that to students and and they see it and then it's it's really cool i really really love those opportunities in those moments doesn't happen with everybody of course but i think it it happens enough where it's encouraging enough where you go back and you do it again the next year okay we we can do that. We can do this with this class too and, and get them through the process. So that's just one highlight, you know, just, you know, and then every now and then you get a, um, I, I never shared my phone number with students and certainly not parents, um, you know, <laughs> you know, when you don't answer on a Sunday evening because they forgot to sign up, they, they missed the deadline for a test to sign up for, you know, and they want to know what to do. And well, my answer on Sunday night is no different than it would be on Monday morning. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> you 
know, you don't, uh, that's the, I, I, when I got that call and I didn't take it and heard from that parent the next day, I thought, okay, I'm not sharing my number anymore. <laughs> but anyway, all to say that, uh, you know, a few students had my number and I'll never forget. I had a student, um, who went to a Christian higher ed, a member school of ours. And she, after she graduated, she called me and just thanked me for encouraging her to apply to that school, to go look at it, to visit. And, uh, what's so rewarding you know That's and this great. is why NACAP exists we want to get students from their high school and this in this setting our NACAP member k-12 institutions to consider Christian higher ed so that's why we exist and nobody does it better than Janet Heidi yeah Janet what was your first introduction to NACAP how did you first get involved Oh, I'm so glad you asked because I love this story. I actually was on the Southern California Christian College tour. Okay, um, I believe it was 2009. Um, it was my because it was my daughter's senior year of high school, and so I remember trying to. It was after her her volleyball season, and you know, so it worked great for me to go on this trip. Anyway, and we were all standing around. I was meeting counselors from all over the place. Dan Crabtree was on that trip, and so and Daniel Townsley, and and so those are just two that have remained in my, you know, in connected with. So anyway, uh, we were standing around talking, and somebody said we must all be NACAP schools, and I said. What's NACAP? <laughs> and so uh, one thing led to another, and then when I heard they did Christian college fairs, I was like. I want a Christian college fair in Alaska, you know, mm -hmm. and so uh, that's that's when I started really looking into it and getting involved and asking questions. And ironically, Gina Burquist, who was at Multnomah, which is from Portland, uh, it, in Anchorage visiting, she came up for the regular college fair we had up there and she came to Grace and visited Grace. And so she happened to be on the board of NACAP at the time. And so uh, just hearing from her and she helped get helped me do everything I needed to do to fill out the paperwork, get involved and uh, apply and, and get into and, and involved with NACAP. So that's how, that's how I got involved. Hmm, that's great. Yeah. Well, can you tell our listeners, what are some of the, the benefits of being a NACAP member? What are some of the services that we offer to the K-12 membership? Well, I mentioned listserv already. That's a new thing. We just started recently a few this spring. We started a K-12 listserv. We've talked about it a lot. Uh, it has been probably one of the top three requests from our K-12 counselors is to have some type of listserv. And so we did start that. And that's uh, for our members. And it's great because you can send out a question and uh, ask uh, what do you guys do about this? And like AI, uh, artificial intelligence is a big issue right now and a topic sure. in across education uh, platforms, not just K-12. So across the board, we're hearing a kind of, uh, you know, hiccups with all of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, asking questions about that, asking questions when we, when COVID hit, everybody talking just the sharing what everybody's doing and that kind of information. So listserv is a great platform to pose those types of questions. If uh, you know, or a smaller group of people, you know, perhaps that you already share with, but the listserv puts it out there to all our members to have an opportunity to share what they're doing. And you can learn from that and reply as well. So that's one thing we do. We have the Chant Thompson scholarship, legacy scholarship that we offer to member high schools, seniors at member high schools, 
if they're applying to an attending uh, member higher ed institution. And so I know a student from my previous school, Grace Christian School in Alaska, received a scholarship, that scholarship this spring, and she will be attending an institution, a member school. And so uh, that's great. Uh, so that's another advantage. Also, we have, we do a lot of things and we understand that uh, our K-12 side of our membership doesn't always have the financial backing, mm -hmm. especially in the counseling mm -hmm. office that affords them to travel and to do a lot of things like that in even professional development. And so one thing we do, we have, um, we try to keep our prices really low for the K-12 mm -hmm. members and, and not, you know, we're not in it to make any money. We're just in it to break even really. Right. So to, to offer that, so uh, you know, at as cheap as we can, as inexpensive as we can. <laughs> and so, uh, but still giving a great opportunity for professional development. So we have member prices and a non-member price. And so that's another thing. But also what I really appreciate is the board experience. You know, when we are in high school, we, I, some, K-12 counselors or high school counselors may have had, they may have some higher ed experience, but as a whole, the majority of us do not. And so to be able to be on the board of NACAP where we're constantly with higher ed institutions and hearing uh, things on the admission side is a huge advantage to your institution. Not only do you get to know them really well, but you also are hearing, uh, you know, the, the, discussions and the talk and about what's going on at that end as well. It gives a, I think a bigger appreciation for the higher ed admissions side of thing and understanding. Mm -hmm. So being a member also may allow you the opportunity to serve on our board or even serve on a committee on the mm -hmm. board committee. And in that capacity, also presenting at, um, we try to have presenters from members institutions at uh, the conference and things like that, as well as our webinars uh, that anybody can attend the webinar, but we do try to have members do more of those types of presentations and things like that. So those are, I'm sure I'm forgetting, forgetting one or two, but those are just a few right off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, I was going to say real quickly, Heidi, that the, the, uh, the board that you're talking about, Janet, we've just decided in the past week to add another K-12 member to our board. We have a 15-person board of directors. Now five of our members are coming from our K-12 population So we're, because we continue to see growth in this, in this area. This is where our growth is. You're listening to the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast. Do want to ask you to talk about because you're an OG, Janet. You're you're an original part of the cohort of the council certification program, and that program is thriving now. Talk about the council certification program if you don't mind. And then I really want you to talk about these two new initiatives that you started: a mm -hmm. newsletter that you mentioned, but also the counselor boot camp that we're so so excited about as well. Sure, sure. Yes, in 2015 and 16 was the first cohort of the, uh, at the time we called it Gu Guidance Counselor Certification Program. It's now the College Counselor Certification Program. And it's a year-long program of just really diving into not just what we do day-to-day, -day, but uh, thinking about why we do it and how we do it and thinking more deeper and broader of what we do. And so one of the first things we do is read a great book that uh, is makes you really think and, and dwell in some philosophical uh, 
things about why you do what you do. And so fabric of faithfulness, you know, and that talks about how we live our faith through what we do and is the premise of that book and Stephen by Stephen Garber. And so that doing that and then in that same module, writing a vision and mission for our office, for yourself in, in your role is it makes you stop and think about that. What, what do I feel my vision or mission is for this position? And so that's what I mean by by we just think more about it and more um, intentionally about what we do and how why God has us where we where we are and because God's intentional and so you're in this job and so how for what purpose and for what end and so that's the basically the premise of of the specifically module one but we also talking about many multiple details of financial aid the college application process just uh writing letters of recommendations we have you know so so things like even that getting tips on those types of things i was in my 10th year as a guidance counselor when i took the uh, certification program so that's not anything i think it's even better to have a couple of years in you know a year or two mm-hmm. of experience so that you know a li- at least a little something we always what's the saying you don't know what you don't know well yeah. So, so it helps to know a little bit. So then it gives you, when you know a little bit, then you know what a little bit more of what you don't know, <laughs> yeah, right? right? So it gives right. you a little bit of an advantage. But it's an excellent, excellent opportunity to not just um, be grow your faith. Oh, stakeholders. I have, let me just talk about stakeholders. Uh, Dr. Ron Moss did that one, and I was not looking forward to that module at all. I was just, okay, I can do a really good eye roll and just be like, you know, so I wasn't. Looks better than the emoji. You look better than the emoji on that. That's good. It's nice. I've got got it down. Anyway, so I was not looking forward to that one at all. And that actually, that module, it's, uh, you know, God does have a sense of humor. It was life-changing for me and my work. Mm. I, you know, um, when everyone in your building is basically, marketing your institution and I, I i believe that's true everywhere then mm-hmm. you know then you hopefully if you can learn that mentality and have that concept then we can we work together better you know and uh, as a whole and i mean you know your advancement office they don't know what teachers do but yet they have all these expectations of teachers and you know but we're all in it together and that's my point and so mm-hmm. working together and things so it was definitely a, a game changer for me in my profession and it made a big difference in my whole school culture that year, actually mm. being able to confront it in an administration me- meeting, talking and, and getting talking about the elephant in the room, if you will. Uh, and so because there, there wasn't a real cohesiveness between certain segments of in the building. And so, and like I said, it, that was a, for our school and our school culture, I believe that was a game changer for us that year uh, that we, I did the certification program and um, I had somebody encourage me not to do it too. So in our administration, but um, I did it anyway. So uh, uh-huh. Take no, that. no shocking, right? <laughs> so, but anyway, um, so that, but one other thing about the certification program, it's anything we do, professional development, where there's assignments due and a required reading and things like that. You know, it's, it's like, oh, I just want to get through this. But it's what's one of those things you will never regret doing it. Never mm-hmm. regret it. Because those, there were only five of us in that first cohort. 
And we are to this day, very good friends. And I know I can call any of them at any time. And, uh, you know, they'd pray for me, or whatever the case may be. That's that network. And that's why I say that's so important, that mm-hmm. network. Well, real quickly to, to say that the doctor, we have a Dr. Ron Moss scholarship that we're launching now. We're so thrilled about that. That first cohort of five that you started with is now up to 22 in this mm-hmm. year's version of the program. We're so thankful for the for the, the foundation that you laid for that. And very quickly, tell us just about the counselor boot camp. Tell us yeah, that, yeah. and then we'll move on to a couple more questions from Heidi. So the counselor boot camp, you know, we have a snack of sessions for new admissions counselors on the higher ed side. And, and so I started thinking when I started this job almost a year ago, I thought, can we do that for the high school too? Because what happens in high school is it's like, it's not as the turnover probably isn't as high as in college admissions. However, teachers, you know, educators move on or they are, they're young and, and have, want to stay home with their families or whatever the reason may be. And so we, I thought, you know, I wonder if we do, let's do something similar. And so trying to think of an acronym like SNAC for guidance counseling, it just didn't work. So, uh, but we all, as counselors, we all know what boot camp is because a lot of them do college boot camps and things like that. And so coming up with it and calling it a counselor boot camp where we're brand new counselors, either one to two years in their office can come into our, we do it over two days uh, virtually and seven sessions. So four on the first day, three on the second day, where we are just covering all kinds of the tip of the iceberg though. I have to stress that Mm -hmm. Uh, we're talking about as much information as we can pack into that uh, timeframe for those counselors. And we will go month by month throughout the year. So we'll talk about each month uh, things to do and and hopefully give them tools and knowledge that will help them do better. Whether we're just giving them a little piece of the information where that when they, they it comes up on their desk and they need to think about it, they'll have a little bit of information about it. And then they also, hopefully we're giving them a network of counselors too, uh, to, to, reach out to and ask questions about as well. So that's, uh, so the counselor boot camp. it's a great opportunity. It's September 12th and then uh, September 14th. And because we know as new counselors, the fear of missing a full day, much less two days in a row uh, is, is overwhelming and stressful. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we break it up. We do Tuesday, give you Wednesday back in your office working, and then uh, Thursday again doing the boot camp. Oh, yeah. I know we are running a little low on time, but yes. um, there's there's several more things that we offer that I would love. I'm going to list them, and then you can choose what you would like to talk yes. about. Um, the fly-in drive-ins. I'll talk about um, them. Okay. <laughs> there's... Um, Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about fine. So fly and drive-ins are our Christian higher ed partners, our members offer an opportunity for high school counselors to be on their campus for uh, just over two days. What an opportunity to get to know a college campus and to see mm-hmm. it firsthand, meet oftentimes faculties and students at that campus, eat in their dining halls and, and just learn about that as well as have some professional development and time with other counselors. We have 11 of them throughout this academic year, starting in September. Our mm-hmm. first one, Roberts Wesleyan is in September, and then Geneva is the first of October. But you can find those on our NACAP website under Flying and Drive-In. And it is also 
almost free, if not totally free for the counselor. So um, traveling there, uh, colleges usually pay three to $400 for your airfare. Coming from Alaska, it's a little different. And so, but I've never had to pay my airfare to a a fly and drive-in because I always ask them, just a tip, uh, it's going to cost about this much, uh, you know, and and so anyway, um, you know, and so sometimes they don't have to pay as much towards others. And so they have a little bit more in that budget where they can help you cover the cost of your airfare as well. Perhaps I can't speak for those colleges, but it's worth a try. So well worth the time to go ahead and have somebody, you know, cover those phone calls for you in your office and come to a fly and drive in. Heidi, I've got an idea really quickly. Let's list the name, just name the event and and, uh, Janet, give us a one sentence description of it. We're putting you on the spot. List all the events. You can do it, Janet. Go, Heidi, pick one of them. Go, all of them. Go. Yes. Christian college fairs. Oh, college fairs are a must to attend. Learn about multiple Christian university opportunities throughout the country with your you, your parents, every any anybody in your family. Attend, attend, attend. And how would they host one if they were interested in doing that? Yes, you. We actually have a link on our website if you're interested in attend in hosting a Christian college fair. Uh, fill out the form on the website, and uh, Bev. Zargis, our uh, Christian College Fair director, will get in touch with you about hosting a fair. It's well worth it. When we're promoting, again, Christian higher ed, what better thing to do than to have a Christian College Fair on your campus? Definitely. How about findyourchristiancollege.com website? Oh my gosh. Yes. So glad you brought that one up. That's the operative college search engine. If you need a college search engine, find your Christian college is a great search engine. Not only can you find a fair in your area, but you can also search for Christian colleges on that website. So check that out. Look at that Christian college uh, search engine and you can save a search, have multiple searches, look for majors, where location, you know, and all kinds of options you can like supermatch, college supermatch, and things like yeah. that. So it's that it's that good. So check that out. Find your Christian college. We're doing um, well. Then, Pick one or two more. Okay. One or two the, more. The guide to Christian colleges and universities. Oh, another good one. Darn. Uh, <laughs> we're running out of time. So the guide is a great. It's a if if you don't get the guide. Email NACAP, ask for a box of guides, and they'll send them to you. That's a hard copy of a Christian college catalog, if you will. But what was really cool about it, on every Christian college page, uh, some are two pages, some are single pages, but it tells you there are five top distinctives, but it also gives you their uh, general information in in either the right column or the left column about their, um, their minimum test scores for admissions, their average GPA, uh, the cost of attendance, you know, that type of information, church affiliation, and, uh, you know, things like that. And also in Find Your Christian College Fair, you can find all their majors listed there as well. So uh, check that out, the Christian College Guide. It is a tool you will want in your guidance counseling office. And I will mention there is also a digital version of the guide on Find Your Christian College website. So that's something to keep in mind too. A couple of other things. We've got Wednesday webinars. We have our annual conference. But one newest thing, the newsletter. Do you want to talk about the newsletter for a minute? 
Yes, uh, being premiered soon here. So in high school, working in high school, the best way I found to communicate with students and families was through a newsletter, a monthly newsletter. And so I'm bringing that from my office and we're going to start doing that in September, the first week of September. A K-12 newsletter will be out, sent out to our whole K-12 constituency and with information about what webinars, dates, fly and drive-ins, also the college uh, counselor boot camp, also um, the, a feature article. Every every uh, edition will have a feature article, recommended reading, also a value, member value, but what's coming up. Basically, I'm just trying to communicate what's coming up, what don't miss out on these types of things and stuff. So basically communication. Very good. Excellent. Thank you for doing that, Heidi. We got we tried to do yeah. some quick hitters. That's good. We'll do that. Might be like a recurring uh, theme that we do, like a, a one minute, like an immediate response, not one word. That's right. too hard. Let me say yeah. this: um, if if you if you're with us here and you stay with us on this higher ed higher purpose podcast with Janet Pargetter here at NACAP, and you're still with us, and you email Janet and say, Janet, tell me about the conference or something else. We'll, we'll provide some sort of incentive for you. Maybe we'll give you a conference registration fee. If you're still listening and you email Janet and the first person to do that, we'll give you a conference registration. So if you're with us, so um, we, Janet, I think in summary, I'm trying to think of a way to, to sum this up. We talked about your motivation. You know, NACAP is, ex exists to advance Christian education. NACAP started to get students to choose Christian college universities. We brought the high school Christian schools in years ago, and boy, what a great decision that was. What advice, what admonition to a to admissions person do you have listening to this at one of our college universities, having sat in the seat of a counselor, having advised so many families over the years about the value of a Christian higher ed? What advice do you have to our college university members out there who may be listening to us today and stayed with us through the podcast? Well, I would say, you know, in the state of Alaska, we don't have any Christian higher ed options for a four-year institution. And so as as far as liberal arts colleges. And so, uh, and almost every one of my students will look to the lower 48 to attend college before they decide to stay home, if they decide to stay in Alaska. So we're a no-brainer to attend a college fair, a Christian college fair in Alaska, because our, our students, look, I have students all over the country. But I think that building that relationship with those students is the best thing an admissions representative can do. Know their, their culture, their language, keep up to date on that, and reach out to them, constantly communicate with them. I Nothing frustrates me more than to have a college not reply to an email or a parent or a student. And so just that line of communication, I know it's time consuming, but it is invaluable and help making that student feel valuable. And like you really want them on your, at your institution is a win-win, win for you, win for them. And if I can say one more thing, can I say, I know we're out of time, but promote <laughs> Christian higher ed. There's subtle ways to do that. Um, you know, if you have an instant, a high school that really wants that to be low key, there are other ways to do that. Everything in your, you know, shirts, Christian shirts from Christian colleges. I say that all the time. I'm probably going to get in trouble one of these days, but you know, um, at my eighth grade moving up night, every eighth grader who attends that gets uh, a shirt from a Christian college. Mm. Uh, and, you know, and it, so you're v casting vision for them over and over and over again, educate those parents. And believe it or not, I think by the end of a four year cycle of students, 
when they have heard it from you time and time again, they'll start look, listening, looking, and being interested in believing it. Well, thank you very much, Janet. It's clear to see why Janet's had such a wonderful, uh, I was going to say career, ministry impact. Her energy is infectious. Her knowledge is confidence building to anyone who takes time to listen and know her. Janet, thank you for the work you've done in Christian education, and thank you for serving NACAP and our counselors and all the membership. We appreciate you taking time to be with us today. Yes. Thank you, Janet. Thank you. This was fun. I enjoyed it. So thank you for having me. Definitely. Well, appreciate all of you listening. Stay tuned. We'll have more episodes coming up, folks. We hope that you'll be continue to listen to the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast. Uh, thank you so much. Be sure to join us next time for the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast.